Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! Leon Dreisler on right circle! No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action! This is NHL overtime! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisler. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 1977. What's the story, Brendan? Was this the uh, uh, the the week they climbed to number one at that time? That is correct with rumors. There you go. Well, that somewhat seems like a, an appropriate uh, song given the challenges that we're currently dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. This is Oilers Now, an abbreviated version. It is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Abbreviated version today. Uh, we are jam-packed. We've got Louis de Russ coming down the pipe in mere moments. 
Sportsnet's Brian Burke for our friends at Canadian Power Pack at 105. And we celebrate the 34th anniversary of Oilers legend Paul Coffey breaking Bobby Orr's single season goal record with 48. You can reach us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors ready for your pregame warm-up and your kids' pregame warm-up as well. You can, uh, and maybe more so than ever before, uh, given the current talks of uh, staying at home. We're also available on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. We're going to jump quickly into the show. Uh, we will tell you we got uh, Louis DeBrusque, uh, Brian Burke, Paul Coffey, and we'll have some extended comments coming up with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Uh, when Nugent Hopkins uh, is on, that'll be today's top story, brought to you by Gray Rock Exteriors. Mother Nature wreaks havoc on your home. Book your free, no-obligation inspection today. Visit grayrockexteriors.ca. We welcome back to the show regular Thursday contributor on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, Louis DeBrusque. Louis? You still married? You, you hanging in there? How's that going? <laughs> Everything's going well, Bob. Thanks for asking. Yeah, nope. It's a status quo here. My dog's uh, laying on my feet right now in my office as I'm doing this call, waiting for his next walk. He uh, He's kind of running the show right now a little bit. But other than that, uh, yeah, no, everything's well. How about you? How's everything with you? Uh, you know, uh, let's see. Uh, Kathy's upstairs. She's on a conference call. Uh, the kids are downstairs chilling, uh, playing with their iPad things couple of the cats are sunning themselves right now on the uh, bay window and uh, the dog uh, is uh, loyal as could be right so he's just yep. uh, rock solid so we're, just business as usual know. for the for the animals right it's funny yeah, they're, they're, uh, it's... Uh, yeah it's, sometimes i think the dog looks at me and he's like when are you guys gonna get the hell out of here like <laughs> <laughs> yeah what are you doing here you're not here this much why but, are uh, you no. here all all the time yeah absolutely well, Lou, there's not a lot to talk to on the hockey front. Uh, we are going to hear a little bit later on uh, from Paul Coffey, who on this day back in uh, 1986 scored his uh, 46th and 47th goals of the season to surpass Bobby Orr's record. It's kind of ridiculous when you think about it, isn't it, Louis? Unreal. You know, I always remember the first time, the first kind of moment that I remember going, wow, that's Paul Coffey right there, was playing against him with the Oilers early, early in my career, and he took a puck from the left wall, so along the boards, and it's along the bench side of the boards, and he took the puck and he crossed over to the other side of the ice, went all the way around everybody. He looked up and he noticed that uh, we were making a line change, and he literally just skated all the way around everybody and got a shot on that. He didn't score, but in a flash, in one second, and it seemed like about three strides, he had gone from one board to the other and was already attacking the zone and getting the shot. Yeah, listen, one of the greatest defensemen to ever play the game. And I think just obviously one of the best skaters to ever play the game as well. I mean, he could absolutely float on the ice and fly. And he took those long strides, too. It wasn't, uh, it was It was totally, you know, and, and now we, we compare everybody to Connor McDavid. But back then, Paul Coffey was just so smooth, so explosive. He was down low in his, in his stride. And effortless amazing skater you know louis there was a time when not every oilers game was on television and uh so you know we grew up listening to rod phillips calling the games here in this market but i'll never forget the 81 playoffs against montreal paul coffee scored in each of the three games of that uh, series and 
I, you know, I had, you know, guys, guys that I know that would go on to play in the NHL and they would, they were like, they're, they were better players than me at that age. Like, you know, I think that coffee guy is pretty good, but we didn't know he was going to be that good, but you could kind of see it a bit. And obviously by the time that we got into the mid 1980s, you know, we knew how uh, special of a guy he was. And, you know, ultimately Ray Bork passed him in career all time points as a, as a defenseman, Louis, but Bork played 200 more games. Yep. Like, you know, and, and, you know, you can argue coffee had obviously Wayne Gretzky and Yerry Curry and all those other guys. But number one all time in playoff points. And Paul will be the first guy to defer to Bobby Orr as well. But I was just going to say, he I, led the way. Different defensemen, Bork. And I mean, Bork was right. was more of a, I want to say, more of a stay home guy at times and can, can defend really, really well. Bobby Orr set the template, though, for how he rushed that puck up the ice. He was a he was a fourth forward. And I think Paul yep. Coffey just jumped right on board with that. And if you look at the old video, which we've been seeing a lot of lately, and it's just really cool to look back and reminisce about some of the things that have gone on in the game. Um, just watching old highlights of Bobby Orr carrying that puck up the ice is just incredible. He's got his head up, no bucket on. He's just, you know, he is absolutely in control of that game. And that's similar to what Coffey did when he decided to turn it up and skate. You know, it's amazing. We have the ability to record games now. Um, rewind, watch something again. And we have that little button that you can forward 10 seconds. If you forwarded 10 seconds of that sequence that I was talking about earlier, you would have missed Paul Coffey taking a puck from the defensive zone into the offensive zone. He was already back into his position in under 10 seconds. Like, you wouldn't have even known that he'd had that shot. <laughs> like, that's amazing. That is incredible. But you know what? There's every single, you know, generation or decade of players there's always those special players that come along and you look at and you say wow they've changed the way the game is played they've changed the way the game is played and you have to deal with them respectively from a team perspective to try and shut them down and um or coffee were definitely two of those players we're joined by louis debrusque he's our oilers now headliner for touchback safety touchback remains open for training and is taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and clients. So, you know, and I think one of the things that's been a byproduct of this life-altering situation we are in with coronavirus right now and COVID-19, Louise, is I'm going to guess that a lot of the very busy younger generation, and I don't want to sound like an old fart on the air, but maybe maybe guys that are, and, and, and gals and, uh, that are in their 20s, I've gotten some time and, and for fun I've hopped on YouTube and watched, you know, the highlights of the Oilers of the 80s and just how dynamic and uh, offensively gifted uh, that team is. But the one reoccurring thing that I get back from people is, well, the goaltending wasn't that good. The goalies were small. Uh, the equipment was small. There was a lot of net to shoot at. You know, some of the defensemen couldn't turn equally and effectively both ways. I guess there's a degree of truth to that, but then again, take a look at the sticks that players were using back then to shoot the puck. Like, watch Guy Lafleur shoot the puck in the late 1970s and imagine what he could do with today's weaponry. I would, and I agree with that. There's no question. There's, it's always going to be a debate, and it'll never, there'll never really be a correct answer. But I guess I would argue that with saying, what about the stick work? What about the grabbing, the clutching and grabbing you were allowed to do? Yeah, maybe the defenseman didn't skate as well as they did today. In perspective, though, uh, in comparison to the players back then, they were still elite skaters of the game. But 
you know, you could put the stick between the legs of a player and completely hold them up on the forecheck. I remember having scrapes on my ribs from trying to, to get in on the forecheck and guys would literally be skiing behind you with the blade of their stick wrapped around your ribs and digging in and actually cutting you, like cutting you in the ribs. You have to fight them off just to try and get in on the forecheck. So there were little differences in that regard that made the game slower because we were, we were allowed to slow the game down a bit. And that was a must. But nowadays, with, with, with none of that being able to happen, the game is so fast right now. And the players have done an amazing job to adapt. I remember when we came out of the lockout uh, in 05, you know, Sidney Crosby's rookie season. And a lot of the defensemen that were in the game at that time, especially the big, physical, dominating defensemen at that time, the Darian Hatchers of the world I want to use as an example. And Darian was a great defenseman, amazing defenseman. But you know what? Because of the speed of the game, because of the clutching and grabbing was gone and you weren't allowed to put that stick in there and ski, a lot of those guys just disappeared. And that mobile, skating, fast defenseman started to come in and take those jobs. And eventually, bigger guys started to be mobile and fast and able to skate at that, that position. So I think the players had to catch up to that speed. And obviously now there's no question they have caught up to that speed. And have taken it even to another level that uh, I don't know if we ever saw getting to this level. The game right now is so fast that it's incredible to me. You know, you sit down there, and especially from the vantage point I have for some games down at the bench level, um, and trust me, I watched a lot of games from that bench level, uh, it, the game is incredibly fast. It's, it's unbelievable how quickly these players have to think about what they're doing. They're thinking ahead of time. They're throwing pucks 20, 30 feet in advance of players because they're skating so fast in the neutral zone. For that puck to hit that stick at top speed, they're literally throwing it in a neutral zone ahead of players to make sure that pass is on the tape. Just, just things like that that completely amaze me, but the players of today know no different, just like we didn't know any different back then. This is what it is now. This is what they have to adapt to, and they sure have adapted. Yeah, it's interesting, Lou. You played against the Stars in 97, and Hatcher was on that team. But it wasn't yep. just Hatcher. It was Mav to Chuck. It was Craig Ludwig with those two shin pads that, you know, they, they went so they, – they started yesterday and they ended tomorrow. Like he could block out the lower half of the net with those babies when he sold out on a block. So I hated Dallas. Like Dallas was a team to me that benefited and, you know, from – the rules of that time to their credit and it perhaps undermined how good guys like Madano were uh, but certainly interesting I, I wanted to hit on something when you're down at ice level I, I, I have to reiterate that point I can always tell when a, a guy in his 20s that maybe didn't play at a decent level growing up is really dismissive and critical of what he sees up in the press box during games because it's really damn easy when you're up in the eighth floor at Rogers place to see the play develop. It's, you know, if, you know, I, I go skate with the golden bears when I was doing their games, Louie, when I was in my early twenties and would get destroyed when we played three on three, I was the weakest link. It was embarrassing to me. Right. And those guys, you know, maybe Adam Morrison could have maybe played in the NHL. Corey Cross, Ian Herbers ultimately did. But you have no appreciation to it unless you're in the guts well, of the game playing at the speed of the game, Louie. I remember taking Jake to an outdoor rink. Uh, we used to go to the ODR all the time, you know, in the wintertime. And, you know, just a fun place to go skate. And a lot of times I wouldn't even go on the ice necessarily. I would just let them skate, sit there, and, you know, push some pucks. And, you know, I always felt it was important to have that, that time where there weren't coaches and parents telling you what to do, you have to have that fun time out there to develop your skills. 
that's when a lot of times you'll try new things and you're not worried about making mistakes and I think that's really important but anyway there was a kid out there and I, this time I was playing and we were kind of fooling around we were all bundled up and playing and I could hear the conversation between him and another kid that he was playing with and he goes yeah you know he goes I could skate faster than that Eric Brewer who at the time was playing for the Edmonton Oilers and I looked at him I said what did you just say did you say you could skate faster than Eric Brewer and he was like yeah for sure I could now he didn't know who I was you know I had a toque on and all that. I said dude I said listen I said I promise you Eric Brewer would destroy you backwards if you were skating forwards he would crush you in a lap or two skating backwards you would have no chance to beat him I can promise you that and he argued with me he argued with me and I said well listen I can tell you from experience that it might look like he's not skating that fast but trust me he's skating pretty fast so it does sometimes get out of perspective when you're watching a game on TV when you're watching a game up in the press box or higher up in the stands when you're down there at ice level, boy, oh boy, it's a whole different animal. And you know, it's I, I, it's I a fast game. Yeah, I mean, it's always been a fast. I, game. I would, I, Louis, I would have to make an adjustment in terms of doing color. I mean, because it's literally coming so fast and furious at you. Mind you, the one thing that would be fun is you're so close to the two benches. I, I'm, I'm going to guess that there's been some pretty comical exchanges. You got to come down there one time. You should go down there yeah, and do a I game, mean, well, trying to arrange it. You know, well, it'd be it'd be a pretty neat perspective for you, but. You know, you're right. You bring up a really good point. And there, there, is some, there are some things you definitely need to change. And one of the things, especially in the game the last couple of years, and I've really noticed in the last couple of years, is you have to be careful when you're going to talk in the neutral zone on a transitional play. It, yeah. Literally, puck can look like it's about to be chipped into the end zone, a little bat back by a defenseman. The next thing you know, it's a two-on-one the other way with one pass, and there's a chance on top of you in an instant and i sometimes you know if a game especially at the start of periods and the start of games a lot of times i'll just touch back the talk back to my producer and i'll just say hey tell dorf or tell kevin i'm not going to jump in there too much in the neutral zone right now because it's just too fast of a game right now it's just going way too quickly for me to try and jump in there and get a sentence in there when i could talk over a good scoring chance and yeah the last game that we did i think i talked over two goals and i had a pretty good streak going there for a while but you know, obviously that's what we're trying to do as color analysts. We're not trying to talk over goals. We want to give the play-by-play guys their their opportunity to call that goal because that's their signature, and that's the most important call. Is in a big situation like that, when, when something happens, we want them to be able to make that call cleanly, and we try and get it out of their way as much as possible. And sometimes when that game is really, really fast, you just need to back off and get out of there and make your points a little more concise and, and split it up when you can. Get, get in there when you can, but... That talk zone certainly does shrink when the game's this fast. Times 10 on radio, right? I mean, the picture's worth a thousand words, but it's on radio. Let the play-by-play guy do the talking when the puck is uh, in play. Uh, Louis DeBrusque is our Oilers now headliner uh, from touchback safety. So you've been hammering our way on the Netflix and that sort of thing, Louis? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Finished off Ozarks. You know, I watched the oh, first two seasons. Don't, yeah, we- don't. I'm, I'm not going to give any spoilers away. I'm not going to give any spoilers away. I would never do that. Just uh, I'm a year of, uh, in. I've watched. Yeah, I've watched the first year, of Louis, in the last two days. So I watched the well, first ten episodes in the last two days. Don't Jordan say Jordan and I were up to date. Jordan and I were up to date, but Cindy's doing what you're doing. She's trying to catch up right now. And uh, Jordan and I absolutely crushed the third season in two days. We just sat down each night and. Uh, and went to work, and we uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. So you're in for another good season. So keep watching. It's a great show. Uh, have you hit on Mindhunter yet? 
I've already watched all that. I saw your I saw your tweet. I favorited it because I blew through that. My daughter and I blew through that one too. You're gonna love that one. That's uh, yeah, that was, it was. I really was hope incredible. they come. They say they're coming back with another season. I really hope they do because it's just uh, that's a wild ride too. Hey, Louie, let's hope we get a wild ride with the playoff season as well this year. How does that sound? Well, we can, you know, hope for it and wish for it. I mean, I hope uh, I hope a lot of things. That's certainly on the list, no question about it. But uh, I hope number one that we just uh, get out of this. Let's just get out of this okay. and uh, get back to some semblance of normal. Louis, as always, thank you for your time. All right, Bob. Take care, bud. From NHL Hockey on Rogers, our featured guest today, Louis DeBrus for Touchback Safety. He's our headliner. Touchback remains open for training and is taking all necessary precautions to ensure their safety of their staff and clients. In two minutes' time, we'll have NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. This is Oilers Now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. All right, quickly in NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. It is 12.55 in Edmonton. Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored branded programs where your order is done on time, every time at Elite Promotional Marketing. Here's Brandon Escott. Canucks are reportedly back in communication with the agent for Nikita Tramkin after the hulking Russian rearguard spent the last three years in the KHL. He was picked in the third round in 2014 as amassed 79 NHL games with Vancouver. While GM Bill Guerin says Dean Evason will still be the coach of the team if the season returns, that after Evason assumed interim duties when Bruce Boudreau was let go back on Valentine's Day. Minnesota is 8-4 under Evison. The Oil Kings announced their team awards yesterday and Matthew Robertson took MVP and Defenseman of the Year honors. Dylan Gunther won Rookie of the Year after setting franchise rookie records and goals with 26 points. With 59, Sebastian Casa won the Unsung Hero Award, collecting the most victories by a rookie goalie by a landslide. 21, that eclipsed uh, Laurent Brassois' 13 back in the day. He also had a 2 2.23 goals against average, 921 save percentage. And then Jake Neighbors, most improved player and scholastic player of the year in what was his NHL draft season. Bobby checks in at number 43 on Craig Button's Craigslist. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw where he was at in the Buttons list. Uh, let's go or on the Craigslist. Let's go quickly into our Oilers Now audio vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings at Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. We're going to get to a couple more clips later on in the show from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. But he had this to say on the idea of playing hockey in the summer. I mean, there's obviously been the speculation. Uh, I'm sure everybody else has heard it about uh, playing into late in the summer. And um, I mean, we still don't know if that would be we'd finish the regular season or at least uh, some of the regular season and then go straight into the playoffs or if it'll just be straight into the playoffs. I mean, at this point, it's, it's kind of hard to to wrap your head around it because it is just kind of we're taking it week by week almost day by day so um, we, we want to get back to playing uh, it's, it's just a matter of figuring out what's uh, what this is all going to look like in, in, in the next couple, couple months here so it's tough to say uh, how late we would play but um, we want to we get back to it it's just uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely tough to speculate right now just uh based on it's the start of April and uh, um, that uh, seems like a long way away but right now but just kind of take it day by day I guess that is Ryan Nugent Hopkins Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack coming up at 105 after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.